Hello everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Just when you thought it couldn't get worse, it does. And just when you thought there is no hope, there is. Enter in, founder and president of PJTN.org, proclaiming justice to the nations, media veteran, producer, and TV host of her award-winning Focus on Israel, and DVD documentaries, The Forgotten People, Christianity and the Holocaust, Israel Indivisible, Boycott This, and Hating Israel, and now, with her latest appointment to the Tennessee Textbook of Instructional Materials Quality Commission, as well as host of her newly launched podcast, Proclaiming Justice, my next guest promises to deliver even more. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, always a joy, my good friend and warrior in the faith, Lori Cardoza more. Lori, welcome back to Testimony. Jensine, thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to be back. Well, it's great to have you, Lori. It's hard to believe all that has happened in a year since our last interview where you addressed your thoughts on the 1619 Project, a Trump presidency that most thought was a shoe-in for a second term, Black Lives Matter, the list goes on, and mm. now post-election with the Biden administration sadly in place. What are your thoughts on his first 100 days and how, in your view, does his radical agenda, executive orders and policies smack of what we've already seen historically? Your thoughts? Oh, Jensine, it's, you know, if, if ever we were to say that we're living in the last days, with what is happening in our country and to see this man's leadership and what he is pushing and the arrogance behind his, um, his efforts, his initiatives is truly troubling. And, you know, I always thought that we would probably see the coming of the Messiah that we would live in the, in the last days. When I started this ministry, um, I knew that there were going to be challenges ahead. I knew we were going to see a rise of, anti-Semitism and anti-Christian bigotry, but never could I have imagined that the policies that he is implementing. And, you know, for me, Jensen, the biggest thing is not only what he is tolerating with all of these, you know, these mandates, the mass mandates and the policies. Now we hear that he is going to be pushing critical race theory on our children um, nationwide, which the federal government is not supposed to have anything to do with the local school districts or the state departments of education. That's for the state to decide. It's for the citizens of that state to decide. But you mentioned the word radical. This is one of the most radical presidencies, and nobody thought that he would do this. But, you know, many of us know there are people that are pulling the strings behind the scenes. And really, he looks like, um, this looks like the Obama administration on steroids. It's very disturbing. Exactly, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to founder of PJTN.org, Lori Cardoza. More quickly, Lori, you mentioned critical race theory. For our listeners, what do proponents say it is and what is it really? 
Well, I will tell you what it really is, and it is racism. Critical race theory, because think about the name, critical race theory. Now, we know that race is involved, but the critical and the theory aspect, what are they saying? Those who are pushing critical race theory, what is their agenda? And basically, the agenda is if you're not black or of color, then you are a racist. If you are white, and now even to the extent some people are saying that babies three months of old who are white are going to be inherently racist. That before we know it, Jensen, they're going to say, if you come out of the womb white, you're already deemed a racist. This is the most outrageous program, initiative, curriculum I have ever seen pushed through. We thought Common Core was pushed through, it is nothing compared to what we're witnessing. And there are teachers, there are um, organizations who are willing to fund teachers who will teach critical race theory. Many, like in the state of Tennessee, for example, and you know, I've been active working in Tennessee, Ohio, Florida, Texas, and California as well, and what's going on there. But what we're seeing happening in all of these states are samples. It may be it may be called something different and they may not use the term critical race theory because now it's getting a lot of negative connotation. But uh, what we're finding that they're happening is changing the word, the wording, like in California, the, the ethnic studies model curriculum. It's really the same agenda. It's to belittle the, the, if you're white, especially if you're a male, you are considered in, inherently white, racist. And the goal is, is to divide our country we as Christians need to look at what is happening, and, and we should not accept this. We should not tolerate it in our community. We shouldn't tolerate it in the church because God did not look at—God created all of us. We all come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different parts of the world. We all have different um, skin colors. We ha- all have different eye colors and hair color, but we're all created in the image of God, and Christians— whether you're black or white, Hispanic or Asian, we should not tolerate this agenda because all this does is serve to divide and minimize God's or delegitimize God's creation. Critical race theory in a nutshell, Jensen, is racist at its core. And it's racist against anyone who is not of color. So Lori Cardoza-Moore, let's switch over actually to that question Uh, that I do have for you, and then I want to get back to your recent appointment to the Tennessee Textbook and Instructional Materials Quality Commission. You were in California recently protesting the Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum. I'm going to shorten up and call it ESMC Mm -hmm. that recently regrettably passed, according to the California Department of Education, CDE News Release website dated March 18th, 2021, entitled State Board of Education approves historic ethnic studies guidance for high schools. The vote accordingly makes California the first state in the nation to offer statewide ethnic studies model for educators. And I would like to read for our listeners three quotes from this press release and then get your response. One, quote, while its use is not mandated, The curriculum is intended to supply local school districts with the background, ideas, and examples to begin local discussions 
on expanding ethnic studies offerings. Number two, quote, because there are a growing number of schools offering ethnic studies, some of California's largest school districts require it for graduation. Five million is included in the January budget proposal, specifically for high quality ethnic studies professional development, end quote. And three, finally, their reasoning for adopting and how they describe the curriculum, and I quote from this same news release. The ethnic studies model curriculum is aimed at empowering students by illuminating the often untold struggles and contributions of Native Americans, African Americans, Latino, Americans and Asian Americans in California. The document includes University of California and California State University approved ethnic studies course outlines and lessons that expand beyond the four traditional disciplines of ethnic studies to help local districts tailor a course to meet local student needs, end quote. Lori Cardoza Moore, tell us the real story here, why this curriculum is so dangerous, and what now is the strategy to defeat this indoctrination? This is an example of trying to demoralize and destabilize a culture. If you look at the the agenda of Marxism, this is Marxist ideology at its greatest. It has infiltrated our schools, just like critical race theory. This is very similar. It's, it has a different name, but the agenda is the same. This is how the Marxists demoralize society. They make us think that we are immoral. And do we have problems in our country and in our world? We absolutely do, Jensen. Nobody is arguing that point. But what they're doing is they're trying to um, pull the scab off of a wound, especially here in the United States where we dealt with slavery, where we dealt with the civil rights movement. We have overcome those days. We have prospered as a nation. But what they're trying to do is they're using our past to determine the future and to state or accuse Americans of being um, uncaring toward people of other backgrounds, which is totally flawed. We know that's not true. Jensen, we all come. The majority of the, this country, 90%, I would say, come from outside of this country. We had immigrant parents and grandparents who made their way from Europe and other parts of the world to come and live here. Those immigrants, for example, my great-grandparents came from Portugal. They didn't speak a word of English, but they came here seeking a better life. This has always been that place. But what ethnic studies model curriculum teaches our children is that the, the children that are minorities are not being treated fairly. And that is not true. What we have to remember is when, we, when immigrants come from other parts of the world, they come to the United States. They learn how to speak English. Even when my great-grandparents came over, they came in through Ellis Island. They had to learn how to, to speak English. They had to prove that they had something that they could, that would help bring value to the American experience. And that's how people came in. And these people came over. They worked hard. They started their own businesses. And they were able to raise their families here. And now I am the recipient 
and many others, millions of others across this country are the recipients of the sacrifices our immigrant parents and grandparents made for us to be here. God made this country to be the greatest country. And even with all of our faults, we strive to be a better country. And the reason why is because we, our foundation as the United States of America, that is not, and this is not taught in our critical race theory classes or the ethnic studies classes, they don't talk about the um, Judeo-Christian values that our nation was founded on, those same Judeo-Christian values that enable people of different walks of faith and people from different backgrounds, races, different parts of the world who come here to this melting pot are able to live freely, to raise their children in freedom, to not worry about the jackbooted thugs of the Nazis or the Marxists or the communists like in other countries. Look at the oppression of what is happening in places like Venezuela, in China, in Russia. People aren't free. They aren't free to be able to communicate what they want to communicate. Because if they are, then they're targeted by their government. Now let's fast forward to the United States of America and those statements I just made. Look at what's happening in our country. Now if you even say something against critical race theory or against the ethnic studies model curriculum, you're the one that's a racist. You're the problem. The ethnic studies model curriculum, which a lot of people don't know, is that they have also incorporated into this witchcraft. And they are teaching our children, part of the curriculum is teaching our children about Aztec gods in, in the curriculum and teaching our children how to chant to these Aztec gods. Well, the one god that they're focusing on chanting to is the Aztec god of war. To make war against the people or the, the government in the state of California. Parents don't know that this is going on. This violates the, the church and state. They're teaching a religion to our children and teaching our children how to, how to worship this God in the classroom by chanting to him. This is the same God that they used to rip um, the organs out of alive individuals and eat them in front of all the people that were gathered there. This is the type of God we are teaching our children through the ethnic studies model curriculum, this Aztec God, how to worship him. Well, this is, this is disgusting. It's, it's not only that, it's anti-Semitic. They are dividing the Jews, the Jewish community in California, because they're only allowing Jews of color, which came out of Arab lands. There were a lot of Jews who had to flee Arab countries in 1948. Almost 800,000 Jews fled Arab countries when Israel became a state. And these Jews became targeted. Well, they're only allowing those Jews to be considered ethnic. But the white Ashkenazi Jews, no. They're part of the, the white racist problem. And I'm telling you, Jensen, we're going to see out of this curriculum, we're going to see more and more of this where Jews are going to be accused of white privilege, just like white Americans, because our skin is white. We are inherently racist and we are privileged just for the fact that we're white. Well, what about all of the people of Asian descent? These Asians, they're highly intelligent. They're being discriminated against at universities like Harvard and Yale. They have a quota. We can't take that many Asians in because they're too intelligent. They're even using this critical race theory against Asians because 
they're too privileged as well. This is unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Lori Cardoza-Moore, founder of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. Lori, I want to switch now to your appointment to the Tennessee Textbook and Instructional Materials Quality Commission. Talk about the process to get to this point and just how gratifying, after over 10 years of boots-on-the-ground work in Israel, the U.S., and around the world in exposing anti-Semitism wherever it is found, you now have the opportunity to wield pen to paper and authorizing even more change, not only in Tennessee textbooks, but a gold standard that can be used for the education of our youth nationwide. Can you elaborate? Absolutely, Jensen, and thank you. Um, it is the greatest honor to have been appointed to this position. And I have to give kudos to our speaker, Cameron Sexton, here in Tennessee. You know, Speaker Sexton and I know of one another. He's familiar with our with the work that I've been doing. Um, as you mentioned, I have been at this for over a decade now, researching the content in textbooks and curriculum because of an anti-Semitic quote that we found in a textbook in Williamson County. And when I started to review that textbook, I knew that if there was anti-Semitic content, there had to be other content that was equally egregious. And sure enough, we found anti-American, anti-Judeo-Christian, um, anti-Israel, pro-Islamic content that taught the tenets of the Islamic faith, teaching our children about Islamism and conversion and the words, um, even to the point of using spelling words, Islamic spelling words to children in second and third grade, this was being taught in the schools, and it violated the Constitution. And we brought this to the attention of the state legislature. Well, it has been a, a, a gratifying road to finally see an elected official who was willing to appoint me to a position he knew was not going to be good. He was going to get challenged for it because I have all, I have been a lightning rod when it comes to education. Because Jensen, as you well know, Absolutely. when I find content that is, is is inaccurate and it's biased and it does not uphold the U.S. and state constitutions or it does not reflect the values of our communities, I am going to speak up. And the fact that he was willing to appoint me, he took heat for six months because of that appointment. And I thought for sure, Jensen, he was going to back out. I've had other um, political leaders who asked me to run for positions, and then they asked me to bow out because it was getting too hot for them. And they didn't want it to look like they had made the mistake, so they asked me, please go ahead and bow out, you know, respectfully. And I did, because I knew I wasn't going to get their support. But but knowing that he was willing to, to stay to the bitter end, listen to the nasty things, the horrible things people have said about me that are all lies. They're not founded in truth. I have been loyal to the cause to making sure our children are accurately taught. And parents have stood by me. I received numerous letters and emails from parents who thanked me, who copied me on letters that they sent to the speaker saying, please do not um, back away from your commitment to Lori Cardoza Moore. This woman represents my wife and my values, and we want her looking over those textbooks. And see, they know this. These legislators, and when the vote came down in both the House and the Senate, the vote went down party lines. The Democrats voted against me. The Republicans voted for me. And so 
it's a great honor. We have a lot of work to do, but at a timely place in history. And we, Jensen, you know, I'm not going to be silent. And I have to just throw this in there real quick because this is an important thing to point out in Arizona, in Vail, Arizona, there was a group of school board members in their community that resigned because the parents and citizens of that community said enough is enough. We're tired of these mask mandates on our children in our classrooms. And every one of those school board members resigned and immediately the citizens of that district voted. They had a quorum there. People presented themselves and offered themselves as a candidate to run. They were voted on by the people in the community. And these people, these citizens are now going to be running the school board. They followed Robert's rules of order. And now we have five new school board members in Vail, Arizona, because parents took back local control of their children's education. And I tell you, Jensen, we are going to see more and more of these situations arise. Parents are fed up. They're looking at our president and they're saying this man is out of his mind. We are not going to allow him. We're not going to tolerate um, his reach into our state or into our local communities. We must govern the affairs of our communities. We cannot let dictators like what's coming out of the White House to have control and force critical race theory, common core, or any other education garbage down our children's throats anymore. It's time to start teaching our children how to read, how to write, how to add, and how to subtract. Amen and amen, ladies and gentlemen, Lori Cardoza more. Lori, you are not just talking change, but you are actually making change. And that's what I love about your ministry, pjtn.org, proclaiming justice to the nations. Lori, in our remaining couple minutes here today, talk about, as I understand it, the writing of Holocaust and Civic Standards for Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, since accordingly, Holocaust history is being rewritten by the, quote, woke crowd. Can you elaborate? Oh, my gosh. This is the new thing that we're finding is the Holocaust provisionism that's going on. You may remember, Jensen, in Florida, that principal in Boca Raton, Florida, a couple of years ago, in 2018, William Latson, who basically told the parent that there are many people who believe that the Holocaust didn't really happen. And that launched a firestorm in in the state of Florida. And we were involved in calling for his removal. We were able to do that. In fact, this past year, they tried to reinstate. The attorneys wanted to reinstate him in a position with the city, with the county. And it was voted down by the school board. And in fact, when I went to that school board meeting, we thought there were going to be three who were going to vote um, for him to be reinstated and four votes were going to vote. No, but after the testimony, after the people, the citizens came and spoke up and Holocaust survivors, the vote was seven to zero. The majority, all of them voted not to reinstate this man. But what has happened is because of our reputation, everybody knows now. And of course, Governor DeSantis, the reason why Common Core is, is, has been removed from the state of Florida is because when I met with then Congressman DeSantis, I brought him those textbooks we found in Williamson County because I knew these textbooks were being used all over the country, even in Florida. And that's when Governor DeSantis committed to me and he said, I'm running for governor. If I get elected, we're getting rid of Common Core. We're getting rid of these textbooks. He got rid of Common Core. Now we're working on the textbooks. But in the process of working on the textbooks, his team invited me to participate in the civic standards. 
we were involved in drafting the most comprehensive civic standards in the country. Governor DeSantis is going to be the gold standard is going to be known as the education governor. This man understands that what's happening to our country, what the, the chaos that we're witnessing by our young people in the streets of our cities, he has decided to call for an emergency hearing on the civic standards. We were invited to participate. They were just released for the public to review, and they're going to be adopted by June 1st, and we will be well on our way to getting new textbooks, civic textbooks in the state of Florida that reflect the standards. And we were very firm, very tight in drafting these standards so there was no wiggle room so they couldn't try to sneak in the critical race theory garbage. And Governor DeSantis just recently said there's not going to be any wacko theories taught in Florida schools. But then when they found out about my involvement in the Holocaust, they asked me if I would review, um, if I would draft Holocaust standards because the state of Florida did not have K-12 Holocaust standards. So we worked our team for several months on drafting the most comprehensive Holocaust standards. And unfortunately, we have run into a bit of a problem because there are people on the Florida Holocaust Task Force. ADL is one of the groups on the task force who put the kibosh on our standards. They don't want our standards. They don't want to teach the children K-12. And the standards that they are adopting, number one, ADL, who is the, one of the largest organizations pushing the critical race theory agenda in our country, is one of the individuals or organizations that's having a say in the Holocaust standards and what will be taught in Florida when it comes to the Holocaust. And with Governor DeSantis saying, we're not having critical race theory, and we've got somebody in there that is pushing the agenda of tolerance, of diversity. These are buzzwords for critical race theory. The Holocaust cannot be taught with racism. The Holocaust stands on its own. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Lori Cardoza Moore, founder and president of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, award-winning producer and host of Focus on Israel, numerous award-winning DVD documentaries, and host of her newly released podcast, Proclaiming Justice, and this just for starters. You can learn more about Lori's work, ministry, and mission by visiting pjtn.org and get informed, get involved, and then help support. You will be blessed and given hope that you did. Lori, thank you for once again sharing your critical insights from your boots on the ground work in exposing Marxist, leftist, communist, and socialist agendas wherever they are found, but especially in our textbooks fraught with falsehoods, revisionist history, anti-Semitic and anti-Christian rhetoric if the revisionists get their way, which is why your organization, PJTN.org, is critical to the local as well as global fight to combat now more than ever. And with your recent honored appointment to the Tennessee Textbook and Instructional Materials Quality Commission, no doubt you are doing just that and brilliantly so, bringing truth to text for this generation and generations to follow. We thank you and God bless you. God bless you, Jensen. Thank you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. 
If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.